A lot of people are looking for the Jesus awakening or or they do the Buddha thing, which could work. Go sit by that tree until you either get enlightened or die. But a lot of people have died that way too. What about if we just choose what we want? Just make a decision. How do you want to live tomorrow? And let's start to live that way. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale, and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. Number five, let me give you number five. Alignment, alignment. Type it in the chat bar, alignment. You have to be aligned. What you're seeing in the world is out of alignment. You got to have alignment. I see this with relationships all the time. You know, one wants to do this, the other wants to do this. There's no alignment, so they end up separating instead of coming together. You have to create alignment. And alignment can only happen with clarity on both sides. I see the confusion in the world. Like, the people on the street don't know what to do. The cop don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do. If everybody would just get in a room like this and say, let's solve the bigger problem for the greater good, we can move forward. And it's because nobody's going in there and saying, hey, the way we're thinking, the mindset around this, what got you here is not going to get you forward. The skills we have, well, clearly we didn't have the skills to deal with COVID, your belief on it or my belief, whatever it is. I have my own beliefs. And we didn't take action and we're not taking action. And we didn't have clarity and we didn't have alignment. The number six is accountability. Put it in the chat bar. Accountability. Accountability. It has to be for your actions. I watch these people, Kira Marie, I watch these people all over Facebook. All over Facebook. This is bad. This president's bad. This guy's bad. This one's bad. And I said, when are you going to take some accountability for yourself to do anything? You're just like, what are you? You're just, you're just another puppet trying to complain about a problem you're not willing to step forward. You know what I mean? Because sitting on the internet, just complaining about it, all you do is empower the problem. You don't disempower the problem. You don't disempower the problem. I keep and, and saying that's what that you're just feeding the monster. That's yeah. what, what's happening. So I so agree. I said I would rather you be quiet and outside of that you start putting in things in place and that's what this forum is all about is going this is where we're going to give voice rather than add to the monster or feed to the monster. Yeah. And, if you, and great point. And if you look at where we're at, mindset, skill set, action, clarity, alignment, and accountability. There's three more. If you want the three more, type in boom in the chat bar because I want to keep your energy. And I know, I know all of you have been doing a lot of learning over, over three days. Thank you for that. The next one is training. Training. There's a lot of people are not getting the training they need. They're reading a book. They're taking a program. But there's a difference between getting a book and a program and having training. 
People go like this. I see it. It's so funny because I'm one of those that they always like, first they want to attack me. Then they're like, oh, Mike makes sense here. They're like, what's the book, Mike, I should read next? And I always say the same thing. Well, what's the problem you want to solve? Because unless it's pleasure reading, why would you just read a book to read a book? Read a book to solve a problem. And I hope you all listen to this because this is what created a $32 million business. I just went for the next thing to solve the next problem. A lot of people, they're trying to solve every problem. I'm just trying to solve the next problem that moves me forward. That's what training does. That's what training does. And a lot of people, it's interesting because they want people to train with them, but they don't get training. They don't get training. If you look at number eight, I'm going to the next one because these three tie together. It's coaching. Coaching, number eight. Do you know there's a difference between training and coaching, right? Training, training is learning the new skills and how to do it and put it into practice, put it into play to see how it works. Coaching is the fuel to keep it going. The greatest coaching, and just so you guys know, I'm not a big, huge believer on coaching. I'm a big believer on implementation because I always tell people, if you have an option between an implementation plan and a coach, which one do you want? Because you don't need to get on with somebody to talk about your dog unless it's dog coaching. You need an implementation plan, right? That's the difference between training and coaching. Now, coaching, self-coaching is the most powerful coaching if it's done right. If it's done right, you could coach yourself into anxiety or you could coach yourself into the most powerful state. A lot of you I haven't met before, and I'm glad you're here. I'm honored you're even listening to me. But a lot of people that do know me will tell you, that's not Mike. He didn't walk on a stage and then act like this. That's how Mike acts. And people could, if you know me, you type in the chat bar and let me know. I don't become this. I am this. That's called identity, everybody. And I'm going to add identity. I'm going to talk about identity after I give you the rest of these. So, after we have training and coaching, then you need managing. Then you need managing. We need a system, a system that keeps us on track. Is anybody here a manager or was a manager? Type in the chat bar, manager, if you were. And I'll tell you the problem with managing. Your boss or whatever company works for says, you got to get better. You got to improve. And you're like, I'm trying. But managing by the term managing is maintain, not improve. A manager's job is not to improve stuff. It's to maintain the level we're at. Training and coaching improves things. Training and coaching improves things. Managing maintains things. Okay? So, before I give you how to use this formula, okay? Before I give you how to use this formula, I want you to type in what resonated most with you. What impacted you? What was a big, and I know I talk fast, you're trying to keep up writing and I get that. And this is probably recorded and you could go back and listen to it while you sleep and I could talk to you in your dreams or something, okay? But here's what I want you to think about. Take these nine pillars and let's not apply it to ourselves first. Let's not apply it to ourselves first. Let's just apply it to somebody we care about most. In our mind, I want you to bring somebody up in your mind, bring somebody up that is stuck in anything. I don't care if it's the world, your wife, your husband, the dog. And I want you to ask yourself, which one of the nine pillars are they stuck? Because I promise you, there's one domino that will start to move the other dominoes. Now, when you think of the person 
and you know the one pillar, mindset, skill set, action, or maybe they need clarity, alignment, or accountability, or training coach, imagine, type in what one do they need. Don't do yourself yet. We'll go to you second, okay? Type in what do they need. So think of somebody you know. Think of where they're stuck. What do they need? Mindset, mind growth, action. You know what I found out? It's different. It's different for everybody all the time. Anybody who tells you they have the one formula to solve all formulas, you know, I'm going to share this and I normally, I'm known for kindly, gently giving my feedback, but you know, I hear a lot of things in the world and I ask myself one question. I want you to write down the one question. It's going to serve you well. My one question is, if there was a way to do that better or different, what would that look like? Someone type it in the chat bar. If there was a way to do that better or different, what would that look like? And I think about things. I was thinking one day about Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek. Did anybody ever read this book, The 4-Hour Workweek? This is a great book. It's got tons of information in it. It's, he's a super smart guy. And then I would go to all these events and people would say, oh, I just work three hours a day. And then I go to another event and they would say, you know what, Jonathan, they would tell me, I only work five hours a day. And I would say, I'm so sorry. And they would go, they would look at me like cross-eyed, you know, that dog, like it passes gas and it's looking, it don't know what the heck it did. You guys know you got dogs, right? And he says, why, why are you sorry? I said, I'm sorry that you hate what you do so much. You would only do it four hours a day. That sounds horrible. How can I help you? And then they, their brain thinks and they go, oh my goodness. That's right. I said, stop doing, stop doing what you're doing because if you hate it that much, let's get you in something you love. Nobody's impressed you. You work four or five hours a day at what you hate. I don't think so. I'm not impressed by it. I work 40 hours a day if I could because it's not work. It's not work. When you're changing the world, the definition of work never even comes in. When you're changing life, it's, it's how you live. It goes through your, your veins. It goes through your blood. Karen Marie knows, you don't know if I'm doing a video serving the world at 12 in the middle of the night or at 12 in the afternoon. Not because I have to. I'm, if no one watches any of my videos, it doesn't matter. I put it into the world. Let me talk, and I know time's getting now. I'm going to talk about this last thing, and I'm going to open it up for any questions. Identity. Identity is an interesting thing. First part of creating a new identity, you have to divorce the story you're already living. You got to divorce the story you're already living with. Whatever that is. These people are bad. I don't know. Are they bad? Why are they bad? Because your dad taught you they were bad 50 years ago? Why are they? I don't know why they're bad. Why are they bad to you? What happened to you? Where did this come from? You have to start asking yourself some of these, some of these questions here. Identity is such a, an important thing and you have a choice. Maybe not everybody because my dad, my dad is my dad. He wants his identity, good, bad, or different. He don't ever want to change it. That's my dad. Me, if you go back to when I'm 15, 16, 17 on my own, my identity is not the man you see in front of you today. I, back then, am a very nasty guy. I am a very mad man. I'm a very angry guy, okay? You wouldn't want to be near me and I wouldn't be talking here because I didn't like anybody. That was my identity, not by choice. It's what the world formed me into. I'm not telling you I'm proud of it. I'm just telling you where I was, where I was. You get beat up by five gang members and you got bloody lips. 
You know, you, your identity starts to get formed. Now, don't feel bad for me. The gift I was given at 14 years old by getting beat up by five gang members put me into martial arts. I'm doing martial arts for 36 years. It created me into the man I am today. I made a commitment that would never happen again in my life. Never again. So you know what? Out of some horrible things, great things happen, but you could choose your identity. Let me tell you how to choose it. Write it down. Who do you want to be tomorrow? Who do you want to be tomorrow? Write it, get clarity, get alignment around it. And don't ask how, just get the what. Just get the what. And if you get up and read that and believe it, we call it a battle cry. Let me explain a battle cry. You know a samurai? A samurai goes on a battlefield, pulls that sword out. And I know because I've been trained in sword for 36 years, pulls that sword out and they charge another samurai and they scream. When you take your identity, go in the woods, go, go somewhere where nobody is and read that thing and scream and let it out and tell the world, everybody, this is who you are now and live it. The comparison effect has hurt so many people. You want to talk about the real danger on this earth? It ain't what's happening with protesters. It ain't what happened with that poor guy that died. It ain't happened with the guy. It's none of that. The comparison effect is the most dangerous thing on earth today. Think about it on Facebook. Oh, my friend's showing me. We went to high school. She's got a big house. I got a little house. I guess I'm inferior. Oh, man, look at me. He's got a jet. I just hope I could get a good car with new tires. I guess I'm inferior. That's the dangerous thing in the world today. The ability to be shoved things in your face every day, comparing until you learn how to put a shield and just be like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you got that. Oh, wow, that's good. Get the clarity and alignment about what you want and why you want it because the comparison effect, most people you see in the world, everybody, that has things you think you want, don't have the life you think they have. I promise you that. I'm behind. I go behind the curtain. They look at me. They're like, Mike, you don't live in a mansion? I said, why do I live in? See, there's two choices. You could have a house or a home. I said, it sounds like you live in a house. I live in a home. There's so much love there. There's so much love there. Who am I trying to impress? You? Because if I got to impress you, then I don't know. I guess we're not friends. I don't know. I'm not here to impress anybody in this world. One more word. My favorite word, and it's probably from martial arts, and I'm going to summarize something for you, and then I'll open it up. Mastery. Mastery. Now, wait a second. A lot of you, you're going, oh, I know mastery. I know mastery. Mastery is a finish line, Mike. Mastery is a finish line. I'm an eighth degree black belt. I don't say that to impress you. It's called Hanchi. No, no. It's a rank not for you. It's a rank for me of improvement. My instructor, after five years, I took my black belt test. A lot of people don't know this. In your black belt test, 200 attacks, gun, club, live knife, it's brutal. I finish after five years. He hands me my black belt. You tie it on yourself. And he said, congratulations. Now we can begin really training. That taught me an important lesson about mastery, and I want you to write it down. Mastery is not a finish line, everybody. It's being better tomorrow than you are today. That's all mastery is. Being better tomorrow than you are today, and that is you can embrace that as mastery. So I hope, I know I, was, I took time really, really quick and furious, but 
I just wanted to give you everything from my heart uh, that We've I could. We've got lots of time. There's no race. We've got lots of time. I put lots on there for you. I, this is just unreal. And, like, we literally, we can go up to another hour, Mike. Like, we can pump it out. But I'd love us to just see if there's some questions in here first. And then if you can think of one of those disruptive sort of shift things that you do, the more disruptive, the, the better. Because I think a state change would be really good just to shift it a little as well. For me? Yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. So let me give you a thinking that will give you a state change. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay. I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay. Let's get back to the conversation. Now, I'm a, you know what they say, and and I don't know who says it, but I always say like, I have a very, what the world would say, like a foo-foo side to me, a foo-foo side. You know what a foo-foo side is? Uh, That's these people like me that they do big business in the real world. And in the other part of the world, we do all kinds of energy stuff that people can't even imagine could even be true, right? The ability to heal things, do things and stuff like that. Here's what I learned. And this will give you the biggest shift of all. I learned that suffering is a choice. I learned that suffering is a choice. It really is. Most of the suffering in everybody's life is something that happened and it's not happening now. Now, yes, if I take this pen and jam it in your arm, you're going to have suffering right now. But it is, believe it or not, it's a choice. And people say, Mike, Come on, how's that? How is pain and suffering a choice? Well, I don't know. I've tattooed myself all over and I manage the pain because it's a choice. You get to redirect it any way you want. And if you could ask yourself, where is the suffering sitting? We just did our three-day event and we run through an exercise. We run through an exercise where we let them go into their mind and pluck the weeds, pluck the weeds. And when you go inside your mind, you don't see the confusion is, and this is, I hope this is a huge 
big nugget for you. The confusion is you want to get rid of the experience. You don't, everybody. You just want to get rid of the emotion attached to the experience. You don't want to get rid of the experience. The experience is what forms you. Most of the greatest people in the world have went through traumatic experiences that they removed the emotion. How do I know? Because if I tried to tell you, you know, 20 years ago, some of the stories about my childhood, I would never tell you because I'd break down crying. I wouldn't even go to that place. I just put steel plates over my heart and I buried it so deep, right? Because the emotion would get triggered and flow out of you. And then it, it tsunamis out of you and you can't control yourself. So, and I'm not saying if any of you are on prescription, I'm not saying anything, you talk to your doctors, but I'm just saying most people, you don't have a headache. A headache, everybody, is not lack of Tylenol. Tylenol masks the problem. You don't go, your body goes, hey, I'm giving you a headache because you need to take some Tylenol. The body that's not searching for Tylenol, the Tylenol comes in and puts a film. This is why the saddest thing here, the saddest thing that's going on today too is this, come on, is anybody going to really debate leaving alcohol stores open is a smart move and shut people in their house? Come on now. I'll debate this anywhere in the world. And then what, you can't go to the, the AA meetings because you, got, you can't be together? Come on, this doesn't make any sense, but here's the deal. And I hope this doesn't trigger any of you or anything, but alcohol is not doing anything else but masking something. Now, I'm not saying you can't social drink. I don't drink, but some people can do that. But a lot of people I know, because I have clients, I have hundreds of clients. They tell me at the end of the night, I just need a glass of wine. And I said, why? Well, it calms me down. Does it calm you down or mask the problem? Does it mask something? Because if it masks the problem, Let's rip that weed out of your brain. Let's rip it out. And then you could have a glass of wine because you want to, not because you have to. There's a big difference there, everybody. There's a big difference. There's drugs and all this stuff. You know, I love that in the world today, we focus on one thing. And I will, I will sneak in a little bit of my belief. My belief is the world is built off the greatest magic tricks of all time. Look over here why I do this over here. And I think that's another tough debate, baby, right there. Because look here, and as long as I throw this COVID thing, maybe, maybe we'll forget about what's happening to the children and the other things. Come on. But you know what's great about today? The world is waking up. We're all becoming more awakened. Not just the few, the many. Not just the few, the many. And you know how people become awakened? You don't shove it in their face and down their throat. You invite them. You hold their hand and walk forward with them. You don't punch them in the face and drag them. Nobody wants anything by force. And you also have to remember this. My wife taught me this many years ago. She said, you know, Mike, hurt people hurt people. And if we could remove the suffering of the original hurt, other people won't try to hurt people. So I hope that's a little helpful because a shift happens by a change in the way that you think about something because just like you don't lose weight, you release it. Mm. One little change like that can change the whole game for all of you. Every single one of you can change it. If we go from those shifts though, and like this is where we think so much over here and we're getting people to shift along to come along here, right? So take it from the shift to movement. Speak from that side of it. Yeah. 
also movement, which is what I'm on uh, in the service industry. And because I love the doctors and the nurses and all these people that they said the front line, you know who they forgot? The guy who came and fixed your toilet so you could take a crap. They forgot about that guy. Mm-hmm. Not He wasn't in the hospital. The plumber, the HVAC, the electrician, everybody who fixes your home, he's not in a sterile environment in the hospital. He's going into a confined space. See, my passion is to remove suffering. That's it. That's, that's my purpose on the planet. I learned it. Remove suffering. And I remove it first from business owners. My specialty is the service industry. If someone serves someone, I don't care if it's a dog trainer, a plumber, HVAC, electrician, drain, whatever. I serve them to help them change this. You know what? The thing is, a movement is the minute that you believe something so deep in your heart, it's no longer forced. It's who you are. You know, I see these people, it's so confusing today, and I want to share something. I had an identity when I started CEO Warrior. I went out there, and I had a, you ain't even going to imagine this. You guys are probably going to laugh. You're going to go, I can't imagine this guy. Button-down shirt. I mean, I'm sweating talking to you here. Button-down shirt. I I don't even own a tie. Slacks. And I would come out there, good morning, everybody. Good morning. And, and I'm coming home and I tell my wife, my, just so you guys know, my beautiful wife, she's over there. My goddess, she, I mean, we're together since we're 15 years old. So we've been through everything together. And she said, I said, I'm dying in this stupid button down shirt. She goes, well, why don't you just stop? Isn't it that simple sometimes? So I took all the shirts and I threw them out. I threw in a t-shirt, my tattoos are out and I went to the world. And I said, world, this is who I am and this is what I do. And they said, that's who we're looking for. That's who we're looking for. You see, first to create a movement, you better be the purest self you are. The real, the one that's not worried because, yeah, I got a little bit of a, I don't know if it's gray, maturity, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's there. And that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, everybody trying to hide this and hide that. And I'm not telling you you shouldn't feel good about yourself, but do it because you're feeling good and not because you're worried about what someone else is going to say about you. When you get yourself right, part two, What do you want to change? What do you want to change? And it doesn't, I see a lot of people in the world like, look, I like Tony Robbins and stuff. I like a lot of stuff he does. I don't like everything he does. But I always see people go there and come out and go, I'm going to be him. And I said, why do you want to be him? You don't know his life. Be yourself. People don't want, he's him. Be yourself. And people will go that way. They'll follow you in it. So identify who you are and identify, look, I always tell people this. If you could think what you would die for, like a lot of people say this to me. I said, what do you die for? And tell me if any of you ever said this. I would die for my family. Would you do that? Type it in the chat bar. Would you die for your family? And, and I always say the same thing. If you would die for them, then why don't you learn how to really live for them? Why don't you learn how to really live for them? And to really live for them, you got to remove a lot of excuses, a lot of whining, a lot of complaining, and find your very best natural, pure self. My daughter, I'm going to share this last one. I'll open up and I can stay a little bit longer, but then I I have to jump on that other call. My daughter, I was doing, uh, she's a yoga, she's 17, she's 18 now. She was yoga certified at 17. Anybody do yoga? Oh, uh, 16. She was yoga certified at 16. And so I started doing yoga with her and I was like, man, like, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm not a monster by no means. But I'm like, am I doing this good, this downward dog thing, an upward dog? And she said something. You know, it's funny how, how the young, if we just stop looking at them as young and wise, she said, 
dad, just do you, boo. Mm. And I was like, wow, isn't that just profound? Just do you, boo. Just do you. You know what I mean? And stop living in the paradigm of everything else. So if you have one more question for me, I'll take it. But then out of respect, I have to go because I got a whole bunch of people on another call. Perfect. Anyone? Otherwise, type in what was your biggest uh, takeaway? So I have one more question. And that is this. We are hearing all this thing across the world. How do we join more of, so you're saying there's amazing people who are wanting to start doing something, there's creating awareness. How do we all join together so that we become a bigger force than the noise out there right now? Yeah, you know, I feel like social media has given us platforms to do these, these Facebook groups and stuff. I think where we go wrong is, we don't invite who we want to join based on our beliefs and we want to be open for it. We want to be open. Now, look, I'm open for a lot of things. But if you stood in front of me and said, you know, I cut off children's heads for satanic stuff, well, uh, I can't be involved in that. And I'm going to be like, that don't feel good to me. So I'm going to remove myself from it, you know. And if it's hurting people, I'm probably going to step in because it's called warrior for a reason. Warrior is not a violent thing. It's somebody who always steps forward and does the right thing. I think everybody should consider, you know, invite people into your world and get around like people. And there's, look, I used to be a Catholic, then I was a Buddhist for many years, and then I'm spiritual now. I'm Mm -hmm. spiritual. And I think if you look at just basic beliefs, do unto others. You see, this was wrong. People would say, do unto others as they do unto you. And I used to say, that's horrible. It's a horrible phrase. Whoever invented that dumbass phrase? So if they spit on me, I should spit on them back? This is what you're seeing today. Do unto others as they do unto you. This is, see, the nugget I'll leave you guys with, which I hope is the last big nugget. Ask yourself if what you told, what people told you, money doesn't grow on trees, my dad said. Until I was doing about 15 million and I said, dad, what if I own lemon trees and apple trees and I pick them off? Can I sell it for money? And he said, you know what, son? I only told you what my dad told me and his dad told him. If you could just think about what you were told, do unto others, this is horrible. How about this? Do better unto others than they do unto you. How about that one for, for, for a change, you know? And, and I would tell you, if you just open up your heart, extend yourself forward, and Curie Marie knows me and her amazing husband, Taki, know me. I'm in their upper level group. I love hanging with these guys. And they know that one, you know, I'm a unicorn, right? So you're either going to love me or hate me, but you're going to get me the way I am. But you got to know one thing about me, and this is who I would invite in your world. I'm always coming at it from a very healing, healthy heart just to serve people. Not everybody wants the message. Sometimes it tastes like NyQuil. But if you're willing to, take, to taste the medicine, mm. you know, even if it tastes like NyQuil, on the other side of that is a change in life. And you could have the life of your dreams because, you know, let me give you this. And man, you guys are going to keep me going forever here. <laughs> every night, I do the same thing every night, every single night. It's simple. You don't need 42 books to learn it in. I just have some gratitude. Thank you. I made it through the day. I helped people. I did what I love. And then I say the last thing, hopefully before I fall asleep, I say, if you let me wake up tomorrow, you let me wake up tomorrow, I will not waste that day. You bet your ass I will not waste that day. And when I wake up in the morning and crack my eyes, 
I go, heck yeah, another day, baby. Let's do this. Let's do this. Every day I crack my eyes because, man, I'm going to be able to hug my kids, my dog, my wife, like one more day. There's no guarantee on a day. That simple thing, when I started doing that, it changed the game for me. I don't drag my ass out of bed. I get out of bed. And when I'm out of bed, my wife will tell you because sometimes she's like, hey, can you do this thing? I'm like, I'm already going. I'm already going. You got to tell me the night before because when I get up, I'm on the move, man. I'm on the move. But I do stop and do it because I know I got to get it done for her because she got her plan. My wife got her plan too. You know what I mean? He so does. <laughs> we love you, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> She says she loves all you guys, loves all you guys. I have one so, question. One question. Yes. When did you have that epiphany to change? When was that moment? What was it? Because you said yeah. you went really bad, you know, you had to kill someone. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first epiphany for me was I started training martial arts and I had a really good instructor who didn't see me as a punk ass kid, but seen me as a future something and trusted in me. And, and then after that, I found another instructor that trusted in me more and was even harder on me. And through that, every time I came at things through kind of a violent nature, he would talk to me and just kind of, if anybody knows Aikido, he would just Aikido me mentally or physically. And he would say, look, you just, let's think about it this way. And he used to say, let's just look at it from this perspective. So one, that's what a really, really great mentor or someone around you uh, will do. But you know, that's also a big question because on business side, the, the question you might want to ask on the business side is what was the change there? My son was being born and I almost missed him being born because I was on a damn job. And when I went home that night and all of you had a shift probably at some time in your life, I went home that night while my wife was in the hospital with my son and I'm building one of these uh, rockers, you know, you could glide in it because my wife's going to do the whole breastfeeding thing. And I want her to have this nice glider. And after I'm done, after I'm done, I sit, Violet, in the rocker and I break down crying and I go, oh my God, I'm going to be just like my dad. Now, my dad's the hardest person in the world, but he wasn't there all the time. He was working. And I just broke down crying and I go, this cannot happen. This cannot happen. And along that with some other things, me and my partner decided we better figure this out because if this is what life is, this is not the life we signed up for. Mm -hmm. So now look, there's been hundreds of things along the way. And I think first thing, instead of looking for the epiphany and the big moment, everything is by one of two things, everybody, and write it down. It's by design or by default. Mm -hmm. Life is that way, everybody. It's by design or by default. What you see in the world today is a lot of default. I struggle because I'm sitting here doing anything. And yeah, I got my pet peeves about some people lost their jobs. It's sad. And some people don't want to go back to work because the system's paying them more to stay home than go back to work. This ain't going to be a good world that way. Work is not something you do. It's something you are because you're a contributor to the world. You're a contributor. You contribute to something somewhere, even if it's your family. So if you could just start designing designing your life, designing your relationship. Look, my wife and I, it hasn't been peaches and cream for everything, but you know what? We figured a lot of it out and because we took the journey together and we grew together, mm. you know? 
we grew together. So that's what I would say to you. Just think about that. And a lot of people are looking for, you know, the Buddha, well, not the Buddha moment. They're, they're looking for like the Jesus awakening or something, or, or they do the Buddha thing, which could work. Go sit by that tree until you either get enlightened or die. But a lot of people have died that way too. What about if we just choose what we want? <laughs> I love it. Just choose what we want. We don't have to sit by a tree and have naked women walk by us and eat little grains of rice. We don't need that. Just make a decision. How do you want to live? How do you want to live tomorrow? And let's start to live that way. And you know what? Make it the best you have now. I see people, me and my partner used to say, we drive by a house and I say, look, all right, so they live in poverty there. Are you telling me they don't have a rag and a sponge with water? With what? You, no, see, you have a moment to make the best of everything until it's even better again. Until it's better again. You have to want to move forward. Write this down, everybody. Here's a mantra I have for you. You may consider it in your life. I will, I can, I must move forward. I will, I can, I must move forward. And this has gotten some people through some of the darkest times in their life. I will, I can, I must move forward. And if you just do that, you know, and like I said, like, look, I've been helping people a long time, everybody. When I was 20 years old, I was teaching martial arts to the D.A.R.E. program. And the majority of my martial arts students when I was 20 were 14-year-old kids. And their parents would call me to come over. The parents crying. The kid's crying. The kid's got a heroin needle in his arm. The parent's crying because the kid's got a heroin needle in the arm. Kid didn't wake up wanting to put a heroin needle in his arm. You think someone wakes up and that was their first choice? They didn't have a choice. The damn thing was in there. They made one bad decision one time and now it's there. So, you know, so the fact is I didn't judge the moment or judge the kid or judge the situation. I just said, what do we want to do better here? And can we all align? We want better. Can we all, align? if we want better, we could build a plan. If we want worse, we could build a plan. And if you just go at it that way, everybody in the world has a sense of wisdom they do. Everybody has a sense. Stop thinking because you didn't write, you know, all these people and I love it. It's good for them. They're like, oh, I read, you know, this book, Wall Street Journal, this and that. So look, you know, okay. It's, okay. Did you change lives? Do you feel good? Because if you just feel good because you wrote that book and it didn't help anybody, you wrote it for a reason because you wanted to impact a life. Just go out there. Say, call someone tonight. All of you should call somebody tonight. Maybe you'll do this and say, get on here. Listen to mine. Maybe I'm not a fit for everybody. Maybe mine's too hardcore for them, but send them to one of the other, send them to one of my other friends that spoke on here. Say, go listen to this because first sharing is caring. You got to go out there and share this thing. Mm. Call your mom, go on zoom with your mom and say, will you watch something with me and watch an episode of it together? doesn't matter where your mom is or your grandmother in the world today. We got this, get on there, watch TV together. And then you'll be making impact. Go to your community, watch this with your community. Michelle, her mom is on here. Who's mom? Michelle. Wendy is her mom. And hey, Wendy. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) That's super, super special. That's time that we'll be together forever. You guys will remember that. Everybody everybody should type in, hey, mom. Yeah, everybody everybody type it in there. Hey, mom. It's mom. Hey, mom. Not mom. 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 (laughs) Okay. Hey, mom. I know we've taken up your time. I love you. I appreciate you. And I love the fact that you just went wherever you needed to go. And that's what we wanted. And you have always delivered on things like that. But today, you know, you've delivered in a different way. And I love it. It's the the micro and treasure. 
Yeah, and if I could serve any of you in any way, if you have a community, I'll just come on there. You, you don't have to pay me or anything. As long as I have time and you have people that you think I could help somewhere, as long as it fits me, just Hello. find me and I'll, uh, I'll come out and, you know, come on a call and do this for you. It's so awesome. Love you. All right. Thank, Thank you, everybody. You. Have a great day. Boom. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe. Leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.